Listener says, Joe, do you know nothing? Yes, pubs can buy GA Go for the season for €300. Euro. Well, I don't run a pub, so I, I didn't know that. But listen, thank you for that information. I, mean, I suppose we haven't verified it independently, but that's what one listener is saying anyway. A new study conducted by a number of international researchers, including the University of Limerick, shows that a personalised care approach to back pain, or oh, back pain, we hear about it a lot in this show, is highly effective. The research published in the leading medical journal, The Lancet, found large clinically significant improvements in pain intensity and disability among almost 500 people. Dr. Kieran O'Sullivan is a senior lecturer in the School of Allied Health at UL, and he's on the line to tell us more about this research that he participated in. How are you, Kieran? Good morning, Joe. So this sounds like good news and potentially very good news from uh, for lots of people listening who suffer from back pain. Yes, it is. Um, and I guess it follows on from a couple of studies we've conducted before. I suppose if we, we go back into the past, we used to have an idea, um, you know, in the last 10, 20, 30 years, that back pain was primarily a physical problem where it was all about the way people sat or bent and, and what their scans looked like. Whereas what we've learned, especially in the last 10 or 20 years, is that, yes, these physical things are part of the problem, but also there's a big need to look at the person's overall general health, their sleep, their worries, their mood, their fitness, their diet, and all those kind of things. And a couple of years ago in Mayo, we did uh, a trial showing in about 200 people that if we took an approach where we treated not just the physical aspects, but the, the overall health aspects, the worry, the anxiety, and all that as well, we had a big difference on people's pain and disability. But what was left unanswered was whether it was worth the hassle and the cost of doing that. And so this latest trial, which was done in collaboration with partners of mine in Australia, took a bigger group of people, 500 people, and used this approach. And I guess the good news is that both, first of all, we again found less pain and less disability, which is nice for the patients. But of course, for governments and, um, you know, health boards, the important thing is, would it be worth it? And what we found that we saved for every patient treated using this approach, a saving of over €3,000 per patient. So that's a huge benefit, not just again from the patients, but for society. But are you telling me that, because many people, and I'm lucky in many respects, I I don't get severe back pain that we would have heard about from people on this show over the years, but I get the odd twinge like everyone's. You're telling me if I worried less, I'd have less pain in my back? Um, In a way, yes. But of course, it's it's one thing to um, be aware of that, but the, the thing that people are worried about varies quite a lot. So one of the most common things people are worried about is the stuff they've been told by their doctors, physios and surgeons. For example, 50 years ago, you and I, if we got back pain, wouldn't have access to an X-ray or an MRI scan. And actually, that might have been in some ways a good thing because nowadays it's easy to get an MRI scan and it can scare the devil out of us because we start hearing these very complicated things that sound scary but are actually a lot like grey hairs and wrinkles. There's things that happen to the body over time. But, but because people hear these words, they start avoiding the things that keep them healthy. So they think, well, look, maybe my joints are wearing away. Maybe I need to stop doing the gardening. Stop Um, exercising Mm -hmm. so much. That's one part of it. And then equally, just the ordinary stresses and strains in life. In the same way that if you're stressed, you can get a headache. And if you're not sleeping well, you can get run down. These things also have an impact on people's... um, And and is is it that, for example, the, the muscles can be more tense for longer, which can cause pain? Absolutely, that's definitely one part of it. So, for example, if you picture picture somebody going into an interview, they will be sitting a little differently because mm-hmm. of the tension, the anxiety, and that has clear physical manifestations. But equally, if you are on an ongoing basis stressed because you are um, not able to afford a house, working in a job that's um, 
you know, not very rewarding. The kids won't sleep at night. A whole range of things. That affects your immune system and your body's ability to heal. And I guess the challenge here is that it doesn't look like that's the same mix for everybody. So, for example, you'll have, in this trial, we'll have had people where they actually needed to just move more. They were sitting too long and we needed to get them physically active. For others, actually, they were exercising almost compulsively and they needed to step back and not just think about exercise, but their anxiety, their work-life balance and so on. And, nice. if, and so we had to spend a bit more time time than average at the start, getting to know people and now almost reassuring them that we're not only interested in your back, we're interested in all the things that keep you healthy and active and then trying to find the solution for them. And so even if we look at exercise, it's around trying to find something that's comfortable for them and that they enjoy because the exercise that works for you looks like it'll be the one that you keep doing. So you personally, Joe, might love sea swimming, another person might hate it. And rather than forcing everybody to do sea swimming or the gym or running, finding something that they feel is safe, acceptable, and ideally maybe that they could do with a friend that would be socially enjoyable, that wouldn't break the bank, all those little things. And that takes a little bit of trial and error. But even at that, while it takes a bit of time to start, we still only gave these people about seven sessions of physio. And the big saving, so that costs a little bit of money, but by saving a little bit of money on scans, surgeries, medications, and especially getting people back to work, mm. it pays for itself over and over again because the costs of people being off work on disability, are they dwarf right. anything else. Uh, yeah, they don't call me Mr. Sea Swimmer for nothing. They don't call <laughs> me Mr. Sea Swimmer at all for good reason. Dr. Kieran O'Sullivan is in the School of Allied Health at UL and he's telling us about this really interesting research. I suppose people will recognise, you know, environmental factors if we mention things like if they stay somewhere else for a few days, you know, they're abroad or they're another part of the country and they're sleeping in a bed not their own on a slightly different mattress. It is amazing how for some people they can feel that creak in the back quite quickly, can't they? Absolutely. And again, if you look at that, there's even some physical things like a different bed, different pillows, but also even travel in itself. It's a change in routine. And Mm -hmm. for some people, that's no big deal. But for other people, it can be another source of stress for the first couple of days when they travel on holidays. Now, there's no question that people in the health service, certainly politicians and governments, would like the idea of spending less money because back pain is something that costs uh, work time. It has a big impact on the population. You pointed out all the different types of treatments and scans and other things that are available. So where next for this research? Will it have an impact? Will we see a more holistic approach in the near future taken to how we treat back pain? So in the in the medium term, I hope yes, but I suppose we're facing a couple of challenges. First of all, Societally, even if we think about patients, there's still a huge understandable interest in patients in getting pictures of their back, like x-rays and scans. And uh, at the moment, we're scanning way too many people. You know, doctors are very good at identifying the people who truly need an x-ray or an MRI scan. But at the moment, there's a sense among patients that if I don't get an x-ray or a scan, I'm getting bad care. And what we need to do there is a bit like you know, the the desire among patients to get antibiotics for a sore throat. We need to help patients understand over time that being denied access to something isn't always a terrible thing. And so what we've got to probably do is work with patient organizations to help people understand we want to provide the things that work and that mightn't always be the the thing that people think is important. That's one part of it. Another thing we've got to do is we've probably really got to change how we've trained physios, doctors, surgeons, chiropractors to spend even more time. Yes, of course, we look at the back and, and do all the some of the physical things we've always done, but really starting to look at 
the person's overall health. And this is this is parallels with things like Sloan Care, where we're going to try and do more of this treatment in the community, in primary care, keep it out of hospitals, because the things that help persist in back pain, like in this trial, are also good for your blood pressure and your mental health. And so, again, over time, we'd like to kind of um, support doctors, physios, nurses to help people help themselves. This treatment should not involve people getting spending more time in the healthcare system. Right. It should be pushing them in the right direction so they can look after oh. their own health. Okay, fascinating and I think people will be really interested in this subject because as I say, the vast majority of people do suffer from some form of back pain at one point or another to varying degrees during their lives. Dr. Kieran O'Sullivan, Senior Lecturer in the School of Allied Health at the University of Limerick who was involved in this recent Research and the two studies that he mentioned. Thank you so much for your time. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.